بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. We're at the point in the seerah of, of our beloved Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when things are, as you can tell, they're increasingly getting more and more difficult. There have been these two uh, trips, these two migrations from Mecca to Abyssinia to East Africa to Al Habasha, and even within. So for those who remain behind in Mecca, the persecution is increasing. And it continues to deepen and get worse and worse. But as Allah reminds us in the Qur'an, with hardship, there is ease. As well as after hardship, there is ease. So there's this hardship occurring, but then Allah sends not only some relief, but a lot of relief. Within that window of time, it immediately offered relief, but then even you know, over time, it would have uh, even larger and more significant Implications, implications that we benefit from even until even until now, and this is when Sayyidina Hamza radiAllahu anhu, the uh, the paternal uncle, one of the the paternal uncles of the Prophet he embraces Islam. He embraces Islam, and and it's interesting the background of that. One day Abu Jahl gave the Prophet an even harder time and spoke to him even harsher than usual. And and then he and the prophet walks away and you know that that situation concludes, and then Hamza he comes back. Allah provides from places you would never expect. He happens to be coming back from hunting, and there was a lady who witnessed the whole thing and tells him, "Do you know what just happened to your nephew?" And so he and the prophet they were within a year of each other. They were basically the same age, and they grew up very 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 close as it was. And you can tell between the the. That you know how they say opposites attract sometimes. The Prophet was the very kind and gentle one, and then Hamza was Hamza was the tough guy to kind of to, to to balance things out within that that specific dynamic. So Hamza he's coming back, and this lady tells him that, "Do you know what just happened to your nephew?" He says, "No, what?" And she tells him, "This is what I witnessed. This is what I saw. This is what I heard." And this got him, and he asked, "What did my nephew do?" She said, "Nothing. He just walked away." That made him even more upset. On top of that. You know that was uh, that that was how things uh, concluded. So he felt an even stronger sense of wanting to defend him. So he goes to Abu Jahl, who's in front of the Kaaba with some of his friends, and basically Hamza, he you know he smacks him and he tells him like, "I'm with his deen too now. You know what are you gonna do?" And Abu Jahl told his friends like, "You know, leave him like he's right. I did go too far basically." So Hamza accepts Islam. This was a, a, a major factor. And then within a few days, within a week basically, you have Sayyidina Umar accepting Islam as well, subhanAllah. And as soon as, Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he said, as soon as they accepted Islam, specifically when Umar accepted Islam, then, you know, then, then we had this, you know, we had a lot more strength. Then we started praying in front of the Kaaba publicly with, you know, without concern basically. So these two people really swung things in favor of the Muslims. And I want to keep it short. What can what are some of the implications, lessons, and gems that we can take from it within our lives? When things are getting difficult, these stories remind us that the difficulty is there, but Allah can provide the ease. And Allah can provide the ease significantly from places that we would not expect. And the implications that I was referring to that we continue to benefit from until now, look at what ended up happening during the time of Sayyidina Umar, during his his, his caliphate, when he's Khalifa, look at the impact that he had on, on Islam and the Muslims and, and look at his role in human history. Michael Hart, his top hundred most influential people of all time, it includes Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Right? So there's the hardship and it, it feels permanent. 
but then Allah sends relief that ends up outweighing the pain and then doors open after doors after doors after doors. The difficult part, we know it's easier said than done, the difficult part is hanging on even when things are difficult, hoping for that ease. And we ask Allah to send all of us ease. All of us have different challenges, different you know, difficulties in our lives. Hopefully that ease is right around the corner. Hopefully that ease is, you know, we're on the cusp of it. It's, we've all seen the picture where you have the, the two guys, you know, digging tunnels or something and one of them walks away and then the other one, you know, the gem is right there. It's right on the other side of it. So that reminds us, you know, of the value of patience. Maybe that blessing is right around the corner. We ask Allah to send all of us ease. We ask Allah to turn all of our difficulties and hardships into ease. We ask Allah to open doors from places that we would expect and even from places that we would not expect. We ask Allah to accept our efforts and forgive our mistakes.